Welcome to this podcast from the Royal College of Anaesthetists. I'm Dr Claire Shannon. I am a College Council member. I am Chair of the Royal College of Anaesthetists Anaesthesia Related Professionals Committee. And I'm also a consultant anaesthetist at Guy's and St Thomas's Hospital in London. Today I have with me Charlie Massey. Charlie is Chief Executive Officer and Registrar of the General Medical Council. Today we are going to be talking about anaesthesia associates uh, and the role the uh, GMC and the college will have in their future professional development and regulation, which will be rolled out in 2021. We will also discuss what this means for anaesthesia associates, for their NHS colleagues, and how all this will benefit the most important person at the centre of the whole thing, the patient. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Claire. Great to be here. Um, so first of all, can you tell us uh, about the role of the GMC? Um, what you do and uh, your role in regulating this new group, Anesthesia Associates? Yes, of, of course. So I, I'll start by talking about our current role at the General Medical Council. And our current role is to protect patients. That's what the, the law says um, through the way in which we regulate doctors. And we do that by defining standards for practice, by overseeing education and training, and by maintaining a register of regulated practitioners. Uh, and of course, where necessary, we will also take action to prevent a regulated practitioner from putting the safety of patients at risk. Um, and we've now been asked by the government to take on the regulation of two new roles, um, anaesthesia associates and physician associates. Um, and we're um, delighted that the government has asked us to do this. We believe it makes real sense um, as um, AAs and PAs tend to work to a medical or surgical model, uh, working very closely with doctors. Um, and both of those roles already have uh, a profound um, and positive impact on patients. Uh, and I feel that with the right regulation, uh, anaesthesia associates in particular can meet their full potential. Yes, uh, I abs absolutely agree. And we, uh, we certainly were very aware at the College of Anaesthetists what an important role anaesthesia associates uh, currently have within the anaesthetic team. Um, so as far as we know, uh, based on the voluntary register that we carry, we have 180 practicing anaesthesia associates in the UK. Um, and we're hoping that this number will expand. Um, we also know that going forward, and we've seen this in the COVID crisis, how important uh, team working is in anaesthesia and how the different members of the team who are who are not doctors can make an extraordinary contribution uh, to patient care. We already know that anaesthesia associates work very much uh, with consultant anaesthetists, um, with various levels of super supervision, quite often allowing a, a two to one supervision within theatre, 
but also providing some uh, uh, anesthesia and sedation services in outlying areas such as uh, endoscopy, um, x-ray procedures and so forth. And they also can contribute to the team uh, as part of a cardiac arrest team or even contributing to the perioperative assessment clinics. So um, what I'd like, Charlie, is if you uh, would be able to tell us what anaesthesia associates might expect from the GMC once regulation comes into place. Uh, and what does this regulation entail? OK, sure. Um, so where I might start is just to talk about some of the more immediate implications for anaesthesia associates, but then perhaps say a little bit more about what might happen in, in the medium term. And you've already touched on that, Claire. So um, so firstly, in, in terms of what it will mean for those 180 anaesthesia associates currently practicing in the UK, um, the first is that, um, that they will need to join our register to be able to work in the UK. And, and our register, if in effect, um, lets patients and employers know that those uh, anaesthesia associates are qualified and able to work safely. Uh, the second implication, of course, is that following from that uh, joining of our register, we will be able to take action if serious concerns are raised about a professional. The third um, immediate implication is that we will set standards and provide, advice, uh, prov provide um, uh, advice and guidance for anaesthesia associates around things like consent and confidentiality. And we hope that through that we will support effective decision making. And finally, we'll, we'll oversee um, the education and training for anaesthesia associates, making sure that it meets our requirements uh, and enables people to provide excellent care. Um, as you touched on, in the medium term, I think uh, bringing these roles into regulation has some other um, very positive and potentially quite profound implications. Um, the first is that it will enable workforce planners to think about how this part, part of the workforce may be able to expand and grow. And certainly my expectation and hope would be that by bringing these roles into regulation, that will happen. Uh, there's also the prospect um, subject to the government legislation of allowing the range of things that anaesthesia associates and physician associates do to, to change. Uh, one uh, example of that is the potential for uh, those roles to be given the power to prescribe, thereby boosting the contribution uh, that people can make in these roles. Um, and finally, I, I, I do see um, an important role that the GMC can play in supporting anaesthesia associates in terms of their work. One thing we've taken very much to heart in the way in which we've been regulating doctors has been to think about how we can improve practice and influence the systems within which regulated professionals work. And, and that's really manifested itself in terms of the work we've done to try and promote well-being, tackle high workloads, create more supportive work environments for doctors. And I would expect us to, uh, to apply exactly the same lens on the way in which we would regulate anaesthesia associates and physician associates. That's great, Charlie. Thank you. And I guess, you know, uh, moving forward, the workforce issue is really, really pressing at the moment. And I think anaesthesia associates and uh, physician anaesthetists will be very reassured by that um, overarching well-being structure that we're going to put in place that will protect uh, anaesthesia associates and ensure uh, the longevity of this workforce. 
could I um, just uh, pull out the 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 benefits that you will see for for patients um, with uh, the regulation process in the future. Um, so what what advantages are patients going to see as a consequence of of anesthesia associates being a regulated profession? Well, of course, um, patients are, are, are what all of regulation um, is all about and and, and um, fundamentally I think patients through having these roles brought into regulation will have the assurance that people are properly qualified and safe to practice. Um, patients will also have the comfort of, of knowing that anaesthesia associates work within mandatory standards and indeed that they're held mm. account um, against them. Um, but I think the, the last piece which um, does come back to some of those workforce questions is that from a patient perspective, if bringing these roles into regulation does allow those roles to grow within the workforce, um, I think we will be able collectively to better meet the needs of, of patients across the system if, if we have more anesthesia associates, more physician associates available to treat patients. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I think there's room for everybody in this workforce planning going forward. Um, can I can I just jump across to to summarize the work that we have been doing together? Um, so um, the college has been working very closely with your education teams over the past six to 12 months. Um, to review the existing anaesthesia associate curriculum and bring it up to date um, for, for a modern NHS. And so we're in the early stages of producing a new curriculum to which um, the regulated anaesthesia associates will be working and training. Um, so can I just ask what further steps the GMC will be taking over the next 12 to uh, six to 12 months um, to prepare uh, in terms of the curriculum for regulation? Um, yes, of course. And the, the first thing I want to say is just to um, uh, thank um, yourself and, and the college. I think there's been some really excellent work and collaboration um, over the last period um, in reviewing the existing curriculum. Um, and indeed, I think working more generally around the framework that we're bringing into, into place. We, we've been really clear that um, we will be ready to regulate uh, these new roles um, as soon as government is able to legislate to give us that statutory role. It's probably worth explaining to, uh, to your listeners that it's not within my gift to determine the um, exact timeline for when these roles will be brought into regulation. That only happens when the government has legislated to formally give us that, that statutory role. So we've been working very closely with, with government um, and said to government that as soon as uh, they're able to get the legislation in place, we will be ready to take on that regulation. And of course, um, there is never um, complete certainty when you look at legislative timetables and what happens across government, but our working assumption, our strong working assumption is that we'll be ready to take on that role during 2021. So so that does mean um, to your question that there's um, still a lot of work that we want to do 
with the college and with other stakeholders over the next six to 12 months to get ready for that. Um, and um, and we've established um, a quite 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 a number of different groups on which we have expertise, um, which we're able to draw on in getting that regulation right. We've been refining um, a framework, and we've been setting out most recently our registration and transition arrangements, which means that uh, we've been able to say what standards will apply to enable people to join our register. Um, and and of course, we don't start from a blank sheet here. That the college. Um, I think has done some really excellent work in in compiling the voluntary register, so that will really help us transition to the new arrangements. Uh, I think very seamlessly and in a way that should feel quite straightforward uh, mm. to, to to anesthesia associates. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so, could you tell us a little bit more about the transition arrangements? Because I I would suspect that anesthesia associates working currently may feel a little bit anxious about how they uh, become registered and what to do if they feel they they fall sh short of the future requirements. So no, I, I don't think um, anyone has any anything to worry about in terms of um, what it might mean for them uh, in joining the register when we take up that regulatory role. Um, if you're a practicing anesthesia associate at the moment, you will have two years to, to join the register. Um, if you are um, recently qualifying as an, an anesthesia associate, then uh, you will need to meet our requirements um, for anesthesia associates to join the register. But those requirements um, aren't uh, onerous um, effect effectively. Um, they include details on what counts as an acceptable qualification, which of course is much more straightforward uh, for anesthesia associates um, and confirmation that there are no outstanding fitness to practice issues. So, so I do, don't think anyone has anything to worry about. And of course, um, we have been working very closely with the college and the fact that there is a voluntary register should make all of the above happen in a much more straightforward way. Yes, and thank you. That's a really, really uh, important point, Charlie. Uh, so I think the take home message for today should be to alert any anaesthesia associate currently in practice who is not on the voluntary register that we hold here at the College of Anaesthetists to let us know and join the register as soon as possible. Thank you. That's great. Very, very helpful. Um, within this transition arrangements, is there anything that that other professional groups um, should be aware of? Um, and and are there any anxieties perhaps about the regulation of a new group of uh, healthcare professionals? And I'm thinking maybe of interactions with current um, anaesthesia uh, assistants or ODPs or whatever and other nursing staff. Do you see there being any concerns there? Certainly we've had we've had nothing in the conversations we've had so far to suggest that there there will be concerns. I mean, if anything, I, I would say that regulation will help provide clarity um, about role. Um, yeah, we, we have um, engaged quite a lot with doctors, obviously our, our current uh, group of regulated professionals. Um, uh, and when um, it was first mooted that the GMC might take on regulation for these roles, um, we were very clear to doctors that we wouldn't be using their 
annual registration fee to pay for the regulation of, of physician associates and anaesthesia associates and we're pleased that the government agreed to uh, make the um, financial commitment to to fund the setup costs for our regulation. Um, mm. The only area where there's been some anxiety about about role has been from uh, from some doctors who have been worried about lines becoming blurred between professions. But I think my view on that actually is um, is that um, uh, whilst I understand that concern, um, uh, my own belief is that regulation will actually allow those boundaries to be to be much clearer, um, and the way in which um, healthcare professionals will work together um, should be uh, enabled by regulation rather than uh, uh, somehow jeopardised by regulation. Yes, yes, and I and I I I think from a college perspective, we we would absolutely we would absolutely uh, um, reinforce that message. We've been working quite closely with the Association of Anaesthetists and, and we are very aware that um, actually regu regulation of, the, of this profession will, will make it very clear that there are some boundaries um, and uh, working within the anaesthesia team, um, this will, uh, this will be very evident uh, that that the anaesthesia associates uh, can work with physician anaesthetists and their consultants in a very constructive way to deliver safe patient care. And just on that, Claire, if I may, I mean, I think the um, that's also why we're very pleased that the GMC has been asked to take on the regulatory role. So, so the fact that um, uh, anaesthesia associates work within uh, a medical or surgical model of practice mm -hmm. um, alongside um, their um, physician colleagues, I think um, makes uh, the GMC very much the logical place for that regulation to be located. And I think because of that, actually, it will help us manage some of those potential boundary issues or tensions um, in a way that actually hopefully will improve things from where they sometimes are at the moment. Yes. Thank you very much for your time today, Charlie. Uh, it's been really insightful to speak to you today and extraordinarily helpful uh, for me and, and our team and I'm sure all our listeners today. If any of our listeners uh, would like to learn more about this area of the college's work, please visit our website at www.rcoa.ac.uk forward slash anaesthesia associates or for more information on the GMC um, visit the GMC website um, and sign up for updates via the community of interest uh, section. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening to that podcast. Don't forget to check out more podcasts as well as our online events and courses at rcoa.ac.uk forward slash events. We hope to see you again soon.